You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And we're literally so excited. We have <laughs> the wonderful Stacey McEwen with us. Say hi. Hi, how are you? Great to be here. Yes, thank you for coming on. Um, you guys should all know who she is, first of all, because she has a hilarious TikTok and Instagram. Um, and she recently wrote a book called Ledge that we're obsessed with. So we think this is going to be a really fun episode. We're just going to have a good time, have some good conversation. Yes, hey, honestly, you, you're the light that we need in this dreary winter <laughs> here in America. We're just sitting there like, please give us some of that sunlight because it has been yeah. like so snowy. I so yeah we just had the biggest heat wave really yeah this past week so it's been kind of rotten in that regard it's like (laughs) the two ends of the spectrum because I I live in Utah which is like the midwest and it's been in like the negatives almost everyone's pipes are freezing we don't know what to do god yeah it's like 50 degrees here and it's been really cold i've had to like wear a jacket it's been really cold so hard (laughs) that sounds like our winter celine (laughs) oh i was gonna say my husband lived in adelaide australia for two years and (laughs) we named our kid adelaide and i feel like whenever i say that to someone from australia they're like cool that's great (laughs) like we loved it so much. My Adelaide is a, Adelaide is a cute name. No Thank one you. from Australia would call their name call their child Adelaide, but yeah. I can appreciate that someone from outside of Australia would name their child Adelaide. I was literally going to do an analogy, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't think anyone from the states would do that. Like, nobody would name their kid Dallas, Georgia." But then I'm like, "No, they would, Caroline. We do. <laughs> <Charlotte. Yeah. laughs> they would." <laughs> we have no problem with that. In fact, my husband, after we had her. My husband was like, so like with the next one, do you want to name it like another thing? And I was like, what, Yuba City? Idaho Falls. Yeah. Like, what am I, what are we supposed to name our kid after that? Like, no, we're not, we're done. <laughs> I get it. No, I just, I think like there's two Australian cities you can name your child after. One of them is Adelaide and the other is Sydney. And yeah. people tend to do that. And particularly people that aren't Australian tend to do that. And I don't think anyone makes fun of it. And the reason is that every single other Australian city, you cannot possibly name your child after. Like our city names are like Perth and Wagga Wagga and like, you, you know, and Badadaba. And you like, you can't name your child. You, not, you can't morally name your children those things. So if you want to name your child Sydney or Adelaide, I'm like, well done. You picked a good one. You could have really screwed your kid there and you didn't. A plus. My husband was really trying to approach Brisbane and we call him Brizzy. And I was like, that's cute. But like, imagine every American like teacher being like, Brisbane, Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it wouldn't work. And Don't I think you have to like, <laughs> picture the, the kid grown up with that name. <gasps> like you have to picture them as an adult with a name like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My grandma's name is Dolly. And her made it, her married name is gay. Bless her heart. Dolly gay. <laughs> Her name is Dolly her name's Gay. Dolly Gay. Her her name is literally Dolly Gay. Yeah. Oh, it's a what? shame that she wasn't in the era of OnlyFans because that would have popped off. That Imagine really us opening up off. an OnlyFans. My grandma Dolly can Gay. still get it. And She's like, oh my Dolly god, Gay. yeah. Like, I, and to be yeah, to be fair, not to be ageist, OnlyFans can be with anyone. So, 
Your grandma can still get it, Celine. It's not too she's late. Got a, she's got Alzheimer's. Maybe she thinks that she's like young again. It'll be fine. <laughs> she has the confidence of a 20 year old. Honestly, I wish I had the confidence of a 20 year old. Dang. I'm like 28 and I'm just sitting here like. <sighs> yeah. No, yeah. the difference is that we've all had kids. Our dignity has been stripped away. Yeah. Some Absolutely. As well as our boobs. They're like yeah. pancakes. Never it's the cool. same. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm breastfeeding right now, and I don't know if you've ever breastfed, but um, my butt is completely gone. Yeah. I oh, you got pancake years butt. to grow a butt, and it has three months, and poof, it's gone. Why does that do that? It yeah, I so like there. I've always been an an A cup, and was thrilled when I went to like a C breastfeeding, um, but then turned sideways in the mirror and was like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No re I had no reason to believe that I'd be trading with the devil, you know, <laughs> when I embarked on this endeavor. I just I really thought that I might be able to retain some and gain no. some. No, no, they take Not it all. It's so unfair. They really do. I yeah, like and then more. you stop breastfeeding and that leaves as well, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I love being front and the back and and the front. That's flat in the front. Oh. I just They're remember like I didn't know what to do it. with like my new boobs after I had a baby and I just kept hitting into people because there was like <laughs> this new volume where I was like oh uh, I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> just hurting pedestrians and knocking down buildings yeah it was oh. fun it was a motherhood invincibility dangerous <laughs> okay do you want to give the bio <laughs> That I knew this is what it is. We want to be on the podcast so we can just talk about boobs. That's all we want them to do. Tangent all the men have stopped one. listening now, or they're listening harder either way. Hey, you never know. Okay, so Stacey McGowan is a school teacher by day and fantasy writer by night. She is a book influencer on multiple platforms and began writing her most current manuscript, Ledge, after book lovers of the internet begged her to share her story ideas. Stacy was born and raised on the good Gold Coast, Australia. She still resides in her hometown with her husband, two children, and one questionable dog. Before she entered the online bookish community, Stacy received her Bachelor of Education from Griffith University. She has been teaching children in the classroom for nine years to date. When Stacy isn't writing, teaching, or making ridiculous TikToks, you'll find her playing with her children, reading, annoying her husband, or if she's lucky, all three at once. <laughs> what a well-written bio. Sometimes they're not really that well-written, and I'm like... We're so dramatic. We're like do better. I always read. I always hear that bio back, and I'm like, that's so boring. I really need to spice it up. But the advice I'm always given is to not make the bio spicy. You know, I love just it. to what keep it. I'm like, tell me what you would add. Really. What makes it spicy? <laughs> I just want to like, I don't know. I I think I would just add some just real left field comments in there. Honestly, that I feel like really don't really tell anyone it. anything about me. Um, <laughs> I yeah, that. I did. I like every now and then I'm like, no, it needs to be funny. It needs to reflect what I'm actually like. But you threw in the one question not to do that. Like, I want to yeah. know motivations with that. I'm like, what? What does your dog do? That's questionable. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to well, know. Well, it's it's more his breed. He's a Boston Terrier, so he looks like an alien. You know, yeah. um, I'll, I'd like to look at like I look at him and go, oh, you're cute. But I'm his mother. I'm supposed yeah. to think that he yeah. has yeah. eyes. Like that he looks like Stitch. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Stitch. Boston Terriers are just so strange. They're just like they're like French. Like, they're like Frenchy. Look up what a Boston Terrier. That's skinny. Like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to like. Oh my I feel gosh. like this is yeah, the dumbest. Yeah, the dumbest question that I have. I'm so sorry. Is Ledge is thick. She's thick. She's well written. I love that you had the audacity to be like, you know what? 
let's show them how a book is really done. But like you did that while <laughs> teaching, while while having two kids, while I mean like we know it's a full time job. Like I'm dragging my dead carcass through my life. Like how are you doing this? Tell me. Like how did you do this? Um, not with any um great amount of efficiency. It's all um just a really weird balance and I re- I honestly still don't have it in hand I'm just doing the best that I can um oh. initially I uh was just teaching part-time and raising the two kids and that was that was okay I could manage that mm-hmm. um and then I added sort of the social media and I was writing as well but it was just a hobby so honestly if I found a couple of hours a week on the weekend or at night then I would write but otherwise it wasn't something I had to do every day um, and then the social media stuff came that added another layer on top, but it was really enjoyable, or at least initially it was super enjoyable. So I only made videos when I had an idea, um, yeah. when I felt inspired to. So again, it didn't feel like work. It just felt like a good use of my, you know, what little free time I had, you know, usually between 10 PM and midnight, if I'm honest. <laughs> and, um, and then when I decided to write another book, but to get it done rather quickly, um, that's when everything sort of exploded because I knew that this was sort of my only chance that I'd get to um, stand up on my soapbox and talk about it and have all these people listening. Yeah. So um, I like really had to dedicate some time to it and like be super disciplined in the time that I spent on it so that I could get the thing done quickly, like as quickly as I could. I was really, really worried that I was going to like lose that audience or I was going to lose the attention of them um, while I had them there. So I was very, very motivated to get it finished quickly. So I managed to write Legend like in like five months um, at the yeah. first draft anyway. Yeah. And it meant that I had to write like every day. So then, yeah, life became really, really hectic and it hasn't really stopped. Like even when I finished writing Ledge, I was still um, doing something book related um, every day. And it's been that way since. I'm very lucky that I get to work three days a week and not five days. So that's great. But teaching is a huge, um, it's a huge toll on my mental capacity as well. Um, It'd be, you know, it'd be, I I keep thinking like, maybe I should just work at Woolworths, like, which is our our grocery market here. Like, well, maybe, you know, like maybe I can just be a dog walker or something that's like can I pick something that's just a little more, I don't know, numbing? Yeah, <laughs> you leave from work and you don't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, and when you're yeah. a parent as well, and all mums know this, it's like the exo- it's the mental exhaustion of mental. it all, you know, that really, yeah, that really is quite taxing. So um, my children are a little bit older, so that's helpful. This year, both of my kids are at school. Mm. Amazing. I have two days at home. I just try and keep those two parts of my life quite separate. So I just, I go to work and I work while I'm there. Um, Unfortunately, I still have to bring work home and I have to work from home Mm -hmm. and plan lessons and do all the teacher things. But I do have two days a week that I can just dedicate to writing and to doing all the social media and, and running the website and just doing all the bits and bobs that, that come along with that. Um, but yeah, no, the goal is definitely to move away from teaching and more into writing. I just have to make that, you know, actually feasible for myself and my children, my husband, so that I don't, um, starve them all. So we're working, yeah, we're working towards it. (laughs) That's a scary jump, like to jump, like to even dedicate fully to that. I feel like that's, that's a big jump. Oh, absolutely. Because that's no job security. And, and Mm -hmm. I've, I've never not had 
job security. Um, so yeah, really terrifying. Something I still really, really want to do. But yeah, there's a lot of steps that need to be taken before I can just sort of um, pack up and do that. <laughs> One of the things I've just been really impressed with, just from like creepily stalking your your social media, is just the way that I can tell. I can tell just from watching your no, but I can tell that it, it there really is a lot in it. Um, last year, Anne and I both made the goal to write a book, and so this was I finished my book last year. This is her year to like really work on her book. Yay! But um, it was here's my book. Boom boom. But uh, doing that was like genuinely the most. You really have to dedicate yourself to it, and it seems like the reason why I'm bringing it up is because. Wanting something like writing can feel really selfish and it feels like if you're taking time for yourself and for your soul to write and do something that you actually dream about when you should be thinking about your kids, you should be cleaning the house, you should be yeah. like, you know, how can you make your, the school stuff like I can see that that is genuinely like something that's so hard. So how do you what kind of advice would you give to people who um, are struggling with kind of putting that dream of theirs first, even though they have so many other responsibilities? I get it. And when I was writing um, any other book before Ledge, um, it wasn't that at all. So it's not something I had to deal with. It was quite literally something I didn't dedicate um, time to. I just picked it up when I had a moment um, after all of the responsibilities had been met. And with Ledge, it wasn't that I had to dedicate um, a serious amount of time to it. So I was doing silly things like writing in the dead of night when the kids were asleep, because that seemed to ease some of the guilt that I felt um, writing while they were awake or um, writing instead of getting some housework done or writing instead of taking the whole family out and going doing something fun and spending some quality time together, you know. Um, which is why I wrote in the dead of night because it seemed to ease some of that guilt and the only person that I was hurting was me. And then I very quickly learned that that's not sustainable. You can't keep doing that to yourself. And uh, my husband, who's incredibly supportive and really, really wanted me to give this a shot as well, um, he had some moments where he was sort of like, I never see you, you know, you're at work. we work all day. Um, and he's a shift worker, so he works around the clock. Oof. He's like, I, you know, we work we work all day and then we're taking care of the kids and we're playing and we're being the bandit and chilly parents that you know we always wanted to be but now regret being and um and then we put the kids to bed and then you're working again and and then I, I and then the cycle keeps repeating um but he really wanted me to give this a shot so if it wasn't for him I wouldn't have been able to get through that um because he did things like he went I'm gonna take the kids out for the day like you stay home and do some writing or like I'm going to take the kids for a walk and you can have a couple of extra hours or so there was lots of bits and pieces like that that he did with me same with my mum my mum would ask me how it's going and when I sort of said oh I'm just not getting it finished quite as quite fast as I'd like to she offered to um, come and spend some time with the kids while I was just busily writing during the day and not at night so that saved me for, I want to say, like the last quarter of, of the book while I was writing. Um, I had a lot more of that and a lot less of uh, me staying up in the dead of night. Um, and I now I have a completely different view of it. Now it's um it's an income source for me. It's something that's helping my family. Um, it's not 
just this thing that I'm doing for myself or, or a dream that I'm pursuing. It's like it's a tangible financial thing for us now. Um, I think you have to get through that first book, however you can, um, and, and wade through the tide of all the guilt. And when you get to the end of it and you can start monetizing something like that, I think your view of it very quickly changes into this is work that I'm doing, not just for myself, but for my whole family. And it's enjoyable work. And, um, and like, you know, we can't discount the fact that it's just good. It's good for us. It's, we enjoy it. We love doing it. It's great for our creative outlet as well. That makes us better for our family. Um, and, and that's incredibly underrated in motherhood, I believe. Um, okay. I, yeah, I just think that my perception of it has changed drastically. This year, I almost have um, very little guilt sitting down and writing um, when I can or when I need to. And um, and part of that is because I've got two kids in school, so I can spend a lot of time while they're at school um, sitting here and writing, so I'm not neglecting them. But mums have just this have this tendency where if we're sitting down and we're not, we don't have kids climbing all over us, we in our, our brains tell us that we're neglecting them in some way. Um, and it really, really sucks. And it's probably not necessarily ever going to completely go away. We just kind of have to find ways to make peace with ourselves. Oh my gosh. Nail on the freaking head with that. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're our own worst enemies in that regard, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, when we're putting the most pressure on ourselves. Yeah. I do that all the time to myself. We have Lincoln, who's, you know, our oldest, if he's not in daycare that I feel like I'm not allowed to sit down or, and work on my book at all. Cause I'm like, no, I have to, I have to be present. He has to know that I'm here. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And in many, like, and that's true. Um, but you know, he can, like, he can also spend a little bit of time entertaining himself or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to step away for a little bit and, and do that or to sit on the couch next to him while he's watching TV and, and tap out a little bit. I definitely did a little, uh, quite a lot of that and felt, and then, and then felt terrible and, and then learned <laughs> not to feel so terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really fine, um, balancing act and it's not easy um it kind of makes the victory at the end all that much sweeter though you know yeah you definitely earned it you had to wade through all of that so oh mums are incredible there's if you want anything to if you want anything done give it to a mother they'll find a way (laughs) yes we have no choice (laughs) no and I just I think that you're a really good example of somebody who genuinely wanted to create and be past it and made it happen and I think that that's something that like to know that it was not handed to you you had to work you had to ask for that ask to make space you had to make that space for yourself and I do think like that's how I felt so I'm a wedding photographer that's like my full-time job and then um like obviously the podcast is like this is our stress relief this is our this is our best friend this is great but um I just remember like it was so embarrassing the first first time I was like yeah so I wrote a book or I'm writing a book and everyone just looks at me like what are you doing like you're writing a book and I was like yeah <laughs> I yeah. know what that means but uh yeah I wrote a freaking book <laughs> and so I always try to say it as quickly as I can I'm like well I just submitted my, my book for quarantine like and everyone's like what is this? and I was like I wrote a book it's about a it's a murder mystery don't I've, I've googled a lot of weird things like I just always don't know how to talk about it but I just think like, I like seeing the way you, you do things. I've always admired that about you because you give people like me courage 
to do it too. You know what I mean? So way oh, to set an example out there. You're I'm such glad. a good example. I think we have that in common though, because I, was, I still don't know how to tell people um, that I'm an author. And so I just don't, if I meet new people and they're like, <laughs> yep. oh, what do, you, what do you do for work? I just go, I'm a teacher. It still doesn't come out of my mouth that I'm an author, even though at this point, the authoring thing is kind of eclipsing the, the teaching thing. And I I've still seen your see book. I don't know how to answer the questions. <laughs> it was so surreal to me. I think we were, cause we'd had you like set up to go and obviously like, I just was like, oh yeah. So we, I had like already bought the Kindle version. And then I remember being at Barnes and Noble and like seeing your book. And I don't know how I was like, wait a second. She's like in Barnes and Noble. She has made it. She's an author. She is she's there. there. Like, she's freaking there. Because obviously, like, I, it's so crazy because for me, I think with social media, you just feel like, oh, this is my person I follow on the internet, like, whatever. And then you can see just the impact. You are a real author. So thank you. I, I know you need that. me to tell you that. You were like, thank you. Now that Celine, this random <laughs> podcaster, has told me that I'm an author, I'm an author now. I can thank go. You. you have no idea how often I have to actually remind myself that it's true and I'm allowed to say it. Out yeah, you are. Because it still doesn't feel like a natural thing that I can too. claim. You know, like, what it else feels like. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like it gives um, it gives the same vibes of someone in law school being like, I'm a lawyer with everyone around them going, no, you're not. You're like, you're not yet. You're not yet. Yeah. You're not. Just sit back you down and be quiet. That's the kind of um, vibes that I give myself when I say that. It always feels like something that's um, close but still out of my grasp. And it's a very strange mentality that I've set up for myself. But I'm the same as you. If anyone asks any follow-up questions after the author thing, what books do you write? Um, what's it? Or what's the book about? Oh, I hate that question so much. I don't know how to answer that. Like my my first response is to say something like bestiality. It's about bestiality. <laughs> That's surefire way to like end any questions <laughs> from there and not have to answer any. Like you know, I just honestly, I like that approach. Like, eh. I love that approach, bro. Yeah, I recommend. <laughs> that's hilarious okay so before we we have like a couple games that we want to play and then we obviously have a ton more questions for you but um let's get into our cold open that someone came up with i think it's going to be hilarious so it's the worst rejection you've ever received or if you're celine i guess the worst rejection you've ever given not everyone can be god's (laughs) obviously you know i've been rejected many times in my life anna has this whole thing where she's like this is like for many of our listeners she was like guys I was a cheerleader in high school, but everybody like hated the cheerleaders. And I was like, they of did. course they did, Anna. That's <laughs> cheerleaders were cool. Of course. She was like, oh, and I was a flyer. And I was like, oh, so you were like, what, 12 pounds? Like, good night. <laughs> Anyways, so finally, this is my victory. Let me have it, Anna. <laughs> All right. You deserve it. You deserve it. Okay. Who wants to go first with their rejection? <laughs> okay. I can start because it's short and sweet. So um, you probably don't know this, but me and Selena are LDS and we're Mormons basically. So that means that a lot of the guys we've dated and married served two-year missions where they like went to faraway places. We've married many men. That's why we're called Mormon. <laughs> Just kidding. We've married Sorry, many men. No, not like that. <laughs> dated many men anyway. <laughs> and I had this friend of mine who brought his cousin into town and I fell so deeply madly in love it was like we looked at each other and I was like, we will date each other. We will be together. Like I was like, he's going to be gone for two years. And then when he comes home, this is what our children will be named. I was all in from one wow. second knowing him. 
It was not my proudest right. moment. He leaves because he's moving there. Yep. <laughs> he leaves. And I beg my friend, I'm like, oh, does he does he have an email? Like, can I write him while he's gone? And he's like, no. And I keep asking him because I was like, no, I, I know that your cousin liked me. I know that he wants me to write. He's waiting to hear from me to see if I'm okay. And he was he kept being like, no, 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 no. And finally he was like, he doesn't want to write to you. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> are you absolutely sure? No, he didn't want to write to me. And then even worse, I'm married now. I'm very happily married. When I first met my husband, he shows me a picture of, he's like, yeah, this is like where I serve my mission. And standing next to him in the picture is the guy that I was like, I'm going to date that guy. And yeah, I was like, you know what? Maybe I just was like close. And God was like, you're so close. You swerved. One over. He's like swerved. Oh, wow. Oh, (laughs) wow. Worst worst rejection for me. Because the the rejection. I love how how your brain was like. I love how you were being told no, though, and your brain was like, that's not true. That's a lie. It's a lie. He's waiting to hear from me. I reject it. (laughs) So there's my sad sad rejection. My rejections are usually ghosts as well. Like, I'm like, oh, this could totally happen. Let me write 15 songs about it. Oh, he was gay. He's married now to another man. (laughs) Excellent. The way your brain um, work give it to us give it to us girl I know you've got a good one I, I was working in a bakery um and across the way was a sushi place and, and um I was a teenager I was in high school so I used to go I used to like catch the bus from school and go work in this bakery or um once I got my license I drive um and across the way was this uh boy who had just left high school like just left high school and he worked at the sushi place and we used to do like really silly things like he'd like throw sushi over thing and I'd catch it and then I'd throw like a roll like a bread roll back or whatever and we'd like swap food at the end of the night after closing and we had to get rid of all the food anyway and we talked all the time and I just convinced myself that we were obviously going to get married and have lots of babies one day because that's what you do As when you you're like 16 17 oh my gosh, years old yes. yeah yeah so the children I, was of like, Swift. I was like what could go yeah what could go together better than bread and sushi and um so I I but I was I was always like that he's definitely gonna ask me out type you know like I always like I'm not gonna ask you out because like you're definitely gonna ask me out so I'm just gonna give you all the clues all the hints I'm just gonna lay it all out for you and then you're (laughs) going to you're going to make the move and um I thought it was really really cute and um I remember like Valentine's Day was coming up and and our shop was selling like these little heart-shaped um scroll like cinnamon um roll type things and uh, I just like went over and was like hey we've got one left over here you go and like left one in the thing and he just kind of went oh thanks and and took it and he said something really cute like oh am I your Valentine's and I was like if you want to be wink (laughs) and went back and straight after that, he came over and he was talking to me. And I was like, do you want to come out? I've got to, like, throw all the bread away. Like, it all has to go in the bins. I've got to start cleaning up the shop. Like, do you want to come out the back? Are you finished? And he's like, 
yeah sure so he came out the back and he was finished and he's just like sitting up on this um one of the tables and I'm like doing the dishes and stuff and everything and I'm like oh my god we're actually gonna have a romance in the back of this bakery I can't (laughs) wait to go to school and tell all of my friends about it even better that he's like an older boy as well like what could be more perfect Mm -hmm. but in classic Stacey fashion I decided to make a complete fool out of myself so I used to think it was really funny to get the loaves of like the full loaves of bread and like put them, like put my hand and my arm through them and like push them up my arm. So it looked like I had like an armor on. (laughs) So I was like, Hey, watch this. (laughs) And was like taking out the middle of these loaves of bread and like pushing loaves (laughs) of bread up my arm. So I had like one, like had like two on each arm. And then I got like a cob loaf and like hollowed out thing and like put it on my hand. (laughs) like I got some Vienna loaves and like put my shoes in them and stuff and I was walking around like like this around the bakery like oh my god look how sexy I am and he's laughing and I'm like he's loving this like he thinks I'm hilarious like obviously we're meant to be and then that's the moment that he looked me in the eye and was like hey you know your older sister could you give her my number? And I just oh no, it it was that Did was the, the bread just like fall realized. off of you slowly. Yeah, and like that's that's the moment that I realized that Michelin bread girl is not a hit. <laughs> no. Oh, you know? that's awful. The way that you I need so, I feel like. There's a treasure trove of questions we now need to like ask you in order to pick apart like other great stories like Michelin <laughs> bread girl. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's fair. Um, so I just very sadly took off the Vienna loaves and the cob off my head, and <laughs> and you never and, made and bread I, armor again. It was really and then I that. and then I got I got his number his I got his phone number to give to my older sister. I hope you didn't. Did you give it to <laughs> it her? Was like. Yeah, and just played it cool. Just played it super cool. Like even though I'm dying inside, just played it super cool. Was like, oh sure, no, I'd love to. I absolutely. Wouldn't it be funny if you guys got married one day? Ha 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 ha. And just died inside. Just died inside. Yeah, yeah. Never oh. truly recovered. No, and I feel your pain. I have three older sisters. One who was like barely a year older than me. So all my guy friends in high school were like, hey, your sister, let me get your sister's number. Yeah. It's always a bad time when they ask about the sister. You're like, mm-hmm. what about me? Yeah. You're like, hello, I am the main character too, you know? Yeah. Now let's hear Celine. I get it. Yeah. Main character, bread girl. Story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat Michelin bread girl. That is the best <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. I love that. Just an idiot. I've just been an idiot since the day I was born. <laughs> No, you're fine. It almost makes me want to talk about the re- the actual rejection I received by not getting rejected by like him just getting married without in like two weeks randomly. Do you remember Mitchell freaking yes. Mitchell? Where I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, should I tell that story? Rejection or should I tell- that wasn't even a rejection wild. because it was non-existent in his head. <laughs> it was so non-existent in his head. You know what? I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna embarrass myself. We're just gonna talk about being rejected, and I love it that I'm just like outing myself. And like people I know listen to this. That's actually been the worst discovery about this podcast is that I will be like, I will like straight up talk 
not talk crap but i'll just be like yeah blah, blah, blah. this person from high school and this person from high school just bought a sweatshirt from us from our merch store and i'm like oh no yeah <laughs> i don't, I I don't have that issue people from my high school do not listen to us <laughs> so i love it when you call people out i think it's i so call funny it out by I name <laughs> i should be more scared than i am but i will call yes. people out by name <laughs> I want well, enough no, I to feel know like... that I can start doing that online. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I think you're too big, girl. I think you're the most famous person we've ever talked to. I'm like, hey, what's that up? That's so sweet. All of this is just, all of this is just feeding the idea in my head that I should just quit my job tomorrow. Oh, girl, I had to quit my full-time job to do uh, photography and I've like tripled, like, and I've tripled my income by, I'm like, by all of these three steps. No, but if you ever want to... I am. You're, you're going to be my supporter. I will be your supporter. I had to do. Okay. I quit. My Are you going to be my financial supporter? <laughs> Are you going to? I mean, it depends on how you feel about like pictures of feet. Like, I will support you by sending pictures of my feet. For oh you my god, stuff. would would you? You're a true one. <laughs> I mean, I can't monetize my feet. My toes are too long and weird looking. <laughs> you need like a donor, like a foot donor. I'm still mad feet. about that. I feel like genetics didn't dirty. I feel like an entire cash cow. I weirdly think very highly of my feet because one time she does. Some guy was like, "You have nice feet." It's a weird this thing. This is to my favorite. On someone on, but uh. I've never come down from the high of it. No, she okay. talks about it often. She's like, "You know what?" In middle school, one time someone said I had really, really weird yeah. feet. Isn't that or really nice feet? Isn't that weird, guys? Yeah, he was like, "Isn't that weird?" I've been well, friends with her so many times that she keeps bringing it up. <laughs> She's like. I don't blame you for bringing it up because yeah. if I had really nice feet, I'd be like, how much would you pay to yeah. see these feet? These feet. Mm -hmm. Send me a number. I'm like, I have a grandma. Her name's Dolly In Gay. 2D. Yeah, I, yeah, I think um, I would look into monetizing that at some point. Yeah. Obviously. I'm not about it. Okay, so this is like sad just because I let him. So this is not the one that I was going to talk about or that I had just brought up. I was like, oh, I could bring up so many rejections, but this one is just embarrassing. But you wanted to make yourself feel good today. Yeah, and I really they're like wanted no. <laughs> Give us. No, you know what? Today is my day to actually make myself look really bad by the way I rejected this person. <laughs> it was bad because I did, like, I had been let on so much, and then I just hated this. Okay, so. This is my junior year of college, and I am in a science class. <laughs> I love this. I love this class so much because we would like the guy, the, the professor would like come in with these really random like excitement for life. Like one time he like laid on a board of nails to just talk about distributing pressure and like wow. we dissected cow brains. Like it was just like a very like this is like this teacher went above and beyond just because he liked it so much. And I was like, you go, man. <laughs> And I was in this class and I would sit in the back and I was like, sweet, I am not, I'm a English girl. I am not a science girl through. So, um, I sit in the class and there's this really hot Polynesian guy that like comes and sits by me. And I was like, Hmm, he's beautiful. Sorry, Tanner, my husband. He's just like, <laughs> outside this window. He's not here. Anyways, he's ears against the door and he's like, how could you? He's like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't born in Hawaii. Anyways, his name was Robin, and I thought it was really cool. And my the way we bonded was because in front of us, there was this guy who was, like, the smartest person in class. Because And we would know that because he would go, <gasps> like, whenever the teacher would say something and would be Aww. excited, the guy would just, like, roll his eyes and be like, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And would, like, randomly be like, actually. You know, like, the actually guy in class. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh why we bonded was because a man was writing brony fan fiction in the middle of class like my little pony fan fiction 
And oh, I was like, I would like take my phone and zoom in so I could see like what he was writing. <laughs> and now that I have like, now that I have a child that watches My Little Pony, I was like, what is this man? Like this man with the audacity, the confidence to like insult this teacher. And he is writing brony fan fiction. So that's why I rejected. Wow. Just kidding. That's not. <laughs> no, the <laughs> Polynesian guy and I were just like, what's up? Like, this is cool. We would, we thought it was fun. Da, da, da. And he asked me on a date. At this time, I was in a situationship with a really stupid guy where like, he was like, I don't want to date you, but I do want to kiss you whenever I want. And then I want to go date other people. And I was like, you know what? Not a fan. Maybe this will work. Maybe you'll fall in love with me. This will be such a great idea because I suck. <laughs> I had no confidence. <laughs> The Fair. classic archetype of every ah. woman that age, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we were in the middle of this situationship and I, I just remember I would be like cuddling with this one guy and Robin would like send me a nice little text message being like, hey, um, if you want, I can bring something to you for you for class or whatever. And I was like, this is great. This is so good. Anyways, I went on a date with him and it was, del it was delightful. This, this poor baby boy was just so sweet and gentle. His parents had, this is when I knew, this is like our third date. His parents from Hawaii, because you know it's expensive to ship from Hawaii, had sent him like a birthday cake, like mix and cupcakes and stuff. And they sent him it and from Hawaii. And he was like, they just wanted to like celebrate my birthday with you. And, da, 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 da. and so we made cupcakes and we delivered them to the brony guy. I'm not even kidding. There was little, my little pony stickers That's in his window. And I was like, oh, this story. <laughs> I know, I know it really does. Anyways, at that point, I had just realized like he really, like he wanted to hold my hand and, blah, 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 and I was like, I am murdering this child's soul. So you know what I did? I didn't go to class for three weeks. And then oh, no. after that, I like came in and was like, hey, and he was like, hey. And I like sat him down in the stairwell and I was like, it's not you. I'm just like kind of messed up myself. Like I know that like you would deserve like a gem of a woman. And I am just like, stupid i didn't tell him that i was making out with someone but i would like i'd be like we would hang out on a casual date and then i would like go hang out with this jerk bad boy that i hate that like i literally love hated and i was like i can't be with you and i just gave him a chocolate bar i just like i didn't know what to do so i pulled out like a chocolate bar from my backpack and was like here can we still be friends and I was like, yeah and he stayed my friend it was so bad nice. he really did stay your friend <laughs> Yeah, he really did. Except for it was like that, like little, like, you know, like at the end of every like 2000s movie where the person's like, yeah, and they just like look at each other and do like a head nod. We were just head nod friends. <laughs> oh, that's how you oh, God. Yeah, uh, that was my. That poor sweet baby. Yeah. And I stalk him now as hard. like a, like appropriately. But I'm like, I, I always in my life, I'm like, you know, I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> Well, I hope I haven't. He has a master's degree. He was awkward. It wow. didn't. He didn't really do it for me. And let's be real, I was in my Taylor Swift, Harry Styles phase. You know. Got it. You had to give it. Okay. You did. Oh, so many regrets. I'm sorry, Robin. Okay. okay. He's listening to this. Right I think you let him down really nicely. You did. Thank you. I did give him a Hershey's bar. I was like, here. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, I've never been given a Hershey's bar when I've been let down. Yeah. That would have helped. That would have helped. Honestly. It helped. It would have. Honestly. <sighs> okay. On that note. Go ahead, Anna. Should we jump into like the fun game that we have planned? Basically yes. about like yes. living these characters' lives and if we would what we would do and how we would do it. 
Because I need Perfect. to know this. Yes. Okay. The first question we have. Um, what magical ability would you have? There's no cap to this question, too. I want, I want the magical <laughs> I want the magical ability to um be able to manipulate what people are saying. Mm, you thought about this. What? Hard. I have thought about this and like because my initial reaction to this question is always like I want the ability to fly and then I'm like no I'm actually scared of flights and so then my second one was like I want the ability like I want like um some kind of telepathic ability or like telekinesis Mm -hmm. I think I specifically would like to control words that people are saying as they're saying them that would like blow their mind I feel like wait that happens that happens in yeah, yeah 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 like that yeah that's what I want <laughs> I thought about like do I want telepathy and then I thought no I don't want to just talk into people like I don't just want to send messages into their mind because I can say like hey say this and they can be like no I'm not saying that I would like to forego that go around it and just specifically control their mouth and what it is that they're saying we're playing I feel like there's a lot of power like there's a lot of untouched power in that yes you know Imagine all the chaos you could that could create so much chaos. <laughs> I'm so I glad you control. went first because I would have been like flying. I love flying. Uh, <laughs> mine, mine, which like, I have thought thing, for like, years. My initial thing is always cr- flying. flying, but I'm scared cool. of heights. That would be a really stupid answer for me. If you are scared of heights, it might be hard. I yeah, have thought I about totally this for years. Been onto my back and be like, hold on, spider monkey. You know, like you know when people ask you the question dream. and they're like, if you had three wishes. What would you wish for? I have my three ready, ready to go. And one of them would be that I could breathe underwater. That's the magical ability I want. I want to explore the ocean, man. Oh, that's based man. off of Percy Jackson. I think that's based off of Percy Jackson. Okay. Anna's obsessed with Percy Maybe Jackson. Maybe a little bit, but I still, I would still do it. If Percy Jackson never existed, I would still do it. This is another one that I haven't considered. Breathing underwater. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. You could explore. That is the opposite of mine because I'm terrified. Anna had to... S- Hold my hand, basically. We were in the middle I of a photo shoot. It was like a moment. I know. We grew it was a moment. A <laughs> we did. We did. Like, too close. <laughs> I am totally afraid of water that isn't clear. Like, if I can't see the depths of it, I know that there's, like, leeches, dead bodies, like, whatever. Like, I listen to way too much true crime. Oh, and so we were, like, taking a photo shoot, and I was, like, Anna, hold my hand. Yeah, we were just, like, really me. magical was, waterfall. Like, deep water. And Celine was, like, if my toes have to squish in this mud one more time, I'm going to puke. And I was, like, oh. I literally was, like, hold, hold, me, hold me through this. Like, I could not. <laughs> I, that's why I'm, like, no, I don't care about holding my breath underwater. I don't want to see what freaky stuff is, like, 500 feet down below. Like, I don't want to know. When people talk about the giant squids, I'm, like, shut up. We don't need it. We don't even know. It doesn't affect my life. Leave it alone. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm like way too passionate about this. You like, are. I'm like, give it. I would give me all. No, I think that's fair. I want to know about them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anna writes a whole book about the freaking ocean and the sea and swimming underwater, and I'm just sitting there like, no. I yeah, that's no. true. I do love the ocean. You got me there. <laughs> okay, yeah. next one. I love the I ocean care? as well. My husband is terrified of open water, so I can relate to Celine. Really. I mean, maybe in Australia, you probably have like sharks everywhere. I think. Is that like Australia? I don't know. I think they're fascinating. I. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you, you got it. Please yeah. educate us. I feel like he. 
he tells he tells uh, he tells everyone that the reason he's afraid of open water is because he went on a holiday and he went uh snorkeling and a reef shark came really close to him and oh. then and then swam by him and we're like oh like a baby reef shark though like a little one and he's like no it was like a full grown one and it's this constant source of contention between him and everyone else because we're all like reef sharks don't get that close to the shore like they don't come that close and and he's like it was humongous you don't understand you weren't there (laughs) and um yeah and so and so now he's really scared of swimming in open water it'll be disputed forever which sucks for him because we live in australia (laughs) (laughs) i was like no that's like what you guys are known for (laughs) your open water (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like we're we are literally an island, my guy. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, he's just on the beach going. I'm staying here. No, same. My husband's I'll like, get in work. the water, and I'm like, I can't see past my ankles. We're not going in. He's like, come on, get your knees, and I'm just like, I literally like hold on to like my husband's like buff, strong arm. I have to say that because I talked about Robin. My husband's very buff, strong arm as we like go forward the water. <laughs> Was that a contractual? Well, you know I think my dream would be. I think my like the magical ability would definitely be seeing the future, and not for the reason you think. It's because I am such an anxious person that I like at three a.m. when you're like, "Oh my Celine, gosh, what if this happens?" Then I can just be like, "It's not done." Celine will read the end of a book sometimes. Shut like, up, Anna. Nobody asked you. a book for herself. I cannot get over it, and I never will. She will spoil a book for herself. You're not the only. Okay, all right, so. You're not the only one. Like, I, I don't. But, like, this is a common thing that people seem to do. I've been told this many times. I don't understand you, and I never will. No. But I can appreciate that you're not exactly a rare breed at this no. point. There are a lot it, of people but... who do that. I don't know why you That's do why it. When you were like... I assume it's anxiety-related. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is. Like, if I'm like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go, all I would have to do is just do that. I have to pray. I have to pray to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in order <laughs> to get any form of peace right now. I would love to just know the future. Got it. Got it. Respect. I love an independent woman. Nope. Doesn't need no Lord or Savior. No. <laughs> just be in my weird mind power. Let's go. Okay, Anna, what was <laughs> yours? Yeah. Okay, the next one. My, mine? Oh, Anna's. Yeah, no the trope that we would be ran into because that's the next question no what was your magical ability to breathe underwater we had a whole conversation about it (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm so sorry anna okay go ahead sorry we're fighting celine's celine's sister spiked i don't think yeah sharks i would i could see the future i would have known that was coming have that mind connection it would know that i meant it oh my gosh i would know that i would have arguments with people i could think of responses ahead of time to like slam dunk i can help you with that because i can control what people say yeah i'll just make them say something you really stupid and i'll make you, you say can make something it work. Like real quick we would be unstoppable it. we would be unstoppable that's what i'm telling you <laughs> okay what, what trope would you want to be written into <laughs> i want to be i want to be written into um Oh God, how do I explain the trope? I want to be written into um, the, you know, like the fight montage trope where the person who has absolutely no ability at all suddenly develops great ability over the course of like 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah, I I would, I would like to be. Like Hercules in his glow up phase in the Disney movie. 
Yeah. Aren't yeah. Guilty. But I, but like specifically, I want sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want that. Did but you like prepare? Did you read these yeah. questions ahead of time and prepare? I like feel like you prepared person? for this. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I remember reading over them when you first sent them, but that was like a couple months ago now. I think they've just been oh. stewing on my brain ever since. There, it's like good way yeah, like specifically I want I want a sword fighting montage where by the end of it I just come out looking unstoppable yeah I love that for you. and have a six pack mm-hmm. or like when they when you get confirmed, and then I just magic. the only reason that I want to use it I I only want to use it to impress like dudes if I'm honest like girls as well really but I just want to impress all the other like whoever the hot character is like yep. I want to use my sword fighting abilities to impress them. Their mouth will be agape as they look at you and they'll be like, you can tell in their yeah. mouth, they're like, I never knew she had that in her. Yeah. Yeah. And I really feel like this will redeem the whole bread girl situation because that's <laughs> what I was going for then as well. Like, look how impressive I am as bread girl. <laughs> but I'm just going to replace it with swords and really like some kind of kick-ass sword fighting routine. And it's going to work this time. Yes. Like, like, you will wow everyone. This is it. This is the turn on for me. <laughs> yeah. I just want, if that's, I just want to know, like, in your marriage, have you ever done anything bread girl like? <laughs> all, <laughs> all the time. I'm like, I'm like be specific. I'm gonna bread time. girl still lives on. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Um, when Michael and I started dating, we went to some kind, or we went to uh, Time Zone, which is an arcade. Mm. and um and we were playing we we're just like marking around and playing like air hockey and stuff but you know like the basketball hoops you gotta like dunk as many as you can um I like we hadn't known each other for all um oh, we hadn't been dating for all that long so he didn't really know like the nuances of me yet mm. and up until then he'd seen like cute Stacy conversationalist Stacy mm-hmm. like interesting really not introverted Stacy and then I was like watch this and just grabbed basketballs and was like dunk oh my head. I'm <laughs> like doing all these trick shots except the balls were just going in every direction like they're not going even close to the basketball hoop and I remember thinking like seconds before I did that like in my head that's going to be so funny like none of them are going to get in they're all going to miss we're all just gonna we're both just gonna stand here and laugh and he was just standing there like this <laughs> like you just hit that woman with a basketball <laughs> and you're like I know but so it's sorry, like man. a moment it's funny <laughs> and I'm like yeah I know but like I I did like a full spin under my leg and it kind of hurt and you didn't even laugh a little bit but that's fine <laughs> maybe you and I are not meant to be <laughs> yeah so yeah there's been in answer to your question there's been many a moment <laughs> similar to bread girl <laughs> where i kind of we would have laughed ruin the relationship. we were there if, if we were there i, I would have laughed if i was sushi boy okay i would have been there for you i would have laughed you. thank you it would have been world altering <laughs> my sisters laughed when i got home like i covered myself in bread and all we wanted was your number <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brought up they did laugh. <laughs> yeah they were like, like oh, oh love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay um pretty sure that wasn't my older sister just went you're a fucking idiot that's why it didn't work <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you if you want to capture the attention of these lads maybe be less of a dickhead like 
just that. <laughs> My child no, no. has been shoving food, like random gifts and food items under my door. Oh, the entire so sweet. <laughs> oh. Walk by and shove them under. <laughs> okay. Um. I honestly, I think my trope that I want to be in written into is similar to yours, but I want it to be like the magic where I suddenly get powers and then I immediately can control them and turn the tide of a war. Like, I have perfect control over them off the bat. You need to finish. I am needed. I am the one person to finish Throne of Glass. You need to finish Throne of Glass. That's like Aelin's power, the way she can just be like, like, boom. And everyone's like, wow. This is a constant source of. um, That's a bummer. I have not finished Throne of Glass yet. Okay. That's a good trope. It's an excellent trope. I do approve. I approve of that. Um, is it dumb? Okay, this is exactly my personality. Um, obviously we love the like the the guy that's training you and he's super hot and you're just like stop and he's like pushing you a little too hard. Like Rowan and Aelin, like in that training sequence. But here's the deal is like I would actually just cry. I would just be like, Stop, stop <laughs> yeah. telling me about this. Like I'm not as fast as you. Like I know that because we go to the gym with my husband. <laughs> I go to the gym with my husband and he's just like he's just like hey babe why don't you try lifting this and I'm like stop do you think I'm fat stop telling me what to do like but in reality so so because my ego is like literally negative five I think that the trope I would want to be written into is that one where it's like the girl that has not bathed that was a peasant that was starved whatever and she gets brought to the castle against her will and then the maid servant comes in and oh she has to get a bath in this warm like lavender scented water and oh she has to have this ball gown she has to be presented before the king in front of this whole thing I love that I love mm-hmm. it's my favorite the doors open mm-hmm or like, uh, you have to like dress me for but in this gorgeous gown that shows off my cleavage yeah. at a ball. Like, kill me. Uh, <laughs> and she hates it, and I love it. I love it. I'm like, yes. Give <laughs> those dresses. That's a good one. It's just you walking through the peasant village, like, oh, I hope I don't get captured and <laughs> taken to the palace and put in a lavender scented bath. That would be awful. <laughs> Really? I think I just need to shower more. I think that's really what... <laughs> You're just a mom who misses having showers. <laughs> I just miss being able to do my makeup without, down to. without being interrupted. It's like, I just want my hair to be brushed. I want that's someone all. to cook a meal for me. Yes. Do I have to be kidnapped? Like, can you imagine like, a mother gets make kidnapped and she's like... I should wear anymore. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like a mom getting kidnapped and her just being like, "No, it's totally cool. Um, it's fine. I, I'm good. <laughs> you don't have to give me back." <laughs> no. I'm just prepped. I'm just like picturing them putting like a you know this meal in front of them. Like, here's your food. Boom. Like just like this kind of right. And they're like, "Oh my god, you guys have food here." <laughs> Thank you. And I was just like, "Oh my god." And, and these disposable plates. That's so smart. Do I not have to wash this? <laughs> yeah. I have to like confess something super embarrassing about myself. I discovered these ASMR videos. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking about this on the internet. These ASMR videos where it's like getting you ready for like an 1812 ball. And and there's this woman and she has like a little whispering voice and she'll be like, you'll hear her like tap a brush. (laughs) And I 
was like, what is this? There's like one that's like a you go into a magician shop or like a bookstore, like a you magic bookstore. <laughs> started as a joke. Selena was like, look how I mean, I wouldn't be against watching watching that. It was really cool until I was like, if my husband walked in on me watching this, I would he'd be like, What are you watching? And I'm like, porn. I'm just yeah. watching because that would be better than admitting that I was like fully enjoying Fair. this. Fair. Hey. Yeah, I sent it to you. I don't even know if you ever watched it, Anna. No, I didn't. I, I did. knew that it would take me like it took you, and I couldn't let that happen. <laughs> it was yeah. so calming. Okay, next. Really Weapon of choice. Ooh, and why? Um, so despite the whole sword tangent that I went on earlier, and I would like that, that to happen, if I was just not given any time to train like me standing here right now and they're like Stacy pick your weapon I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick a, a bow and arrow mm. for the simple reason that I can't fight I'm scared <laughs> of being in a situation where I have to fight yeah and I would like to be far away from the fight yeah so I don't want to be close enough to anyone where I have to use a sword that like that implies proximity yeah it does you want to be if I'm using hours. a sword then they're close right mm -hmm. Same with like a blade, same with an axe, same with, you know, like pretty much anything. I would like to be standing up on the hill, just like firing arrows so that when the first 20 miss, I can just be like, whoopsie, like, and just get another one and try again and be mm -hmm. like, whoops. And just, you know, I just want to, I want to be that person. So bow and arrow for me. I respect that. Yeah. I probably so I know, know your limits. Yeah. Celine, what's yours, Anna? Wait, I oh. thought this was you. It's your turn. I would totally do, I was, because before you said that, I was like, I would do a dagger strapped to my thigh because I am unstoppable. But honestly, Anna would, she's shifty like that. She could legit <laughs> take someone down. She needs I like, believe to be that you could. I really believe, I believe that you could. I, I heard it like, in your voice when you were talking about I'm... your rejection thing and you weren't taking no for an answer. Oh. I heard it then. You were like, there's, some, there's something there. Mm. Am I scared of it or do I like, there's something sinister. There's something sinister going on. Tell me the I'm truth. Wondering. Did you follow him? Did you follow him to him to his mission? <laughs> yeah. Just standing at his I'm door, like, help. take the letter. <laughs> I'm like, if you do not give this to him, <laughs> I wrote this for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so deeply. Um, <clears throat> mine. Okay, first off, I have to like, I've never told anybody this except for Anna knows this because I remember we were on a writing retreat writing our books, and I just looked at her and I was like, what if? So in my book, these girls are, so I wrote a murder mystery and like the end is kind of like a closed mansion scene where they're like running through secret passageways and they discover a dead body and they start realizing like, we need to protect ourselves. And the like girl who owns the house is like, oh my gosh, it's like a big mansion. She's like, you know what I have? My great grandfather, he has like an armory so we can go protect ourselves against like this like the person that did it, right? And so the girls are like sneaking to the house to get to the armory. They unlock the passwords, they open it, they get in and it's just medieval weaponry. Excellent. And there's like like nunchucks and like little <laughs> like things. And the girls are just like, what do we do? Like, how do we use these? And that was just like, for me, I like literally was in the middle of writing. And I was like, Anna, I know I'm supposed to be really serious, but like, what if there was nunchucks? Like, what if there was nunchucks? And honestly, <laughs> that or a whip. I think I would do a whip for the what same reason. Because I feel like it's like modern, Honestly, but also like sexy. Like it could be like a little BDSM. Yeah, if you know how to use it. Like, I kind of like it. Is it like a really long whip? Yeah. Like Indiana yeah. Jones whip. If I was, 
if I had to go into some kind of like fictional fictional esque fight where everyone has like weapons, yeah, and like I've got a bow and arrow and someone's got a fire dagger and someone else has a sword and like a mace. Yeah. And then some bitch walks out with a long ass whip. <laughs> that would be intimidating. Getting the fuck out of there. Like that is yeah. an unhinged woman. Yeah. <laughs> because like I could hurt someone she... on accident. I don't have to be good at it. I just sold Oh my around. god. She she got an invite for BYO weapon and she chose a whip. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Even I'm going home like cold right now. <laughs> And you would never think that she wouldn't know how to use it because who would bring a whip? So. I don't know. I just feel I would like be annoying if someone went with like a like... long ass whip, I'm like, you are either very practiced with that whip or not at all. And both are just as dangerous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if I didn't know how to use a whip or if I did, both would be as dangerous as that what you just said. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like it, like, it doesn't matter if you know how to use that. Like, me with a bow and arrow, if I don't know how to use that, I'm probably not going to be able to inflict any damage with it, mm-hmm. you know? But a whip? You, you can take someone out in a painful way. can take way. my damn head off. Yeah, like, you know how they have those, like, ma- <laughs> the, like, maze that you spray at people when, or, like, bears? I'm like, nah, I got a whip. Let's go. <laughs> like, we're through Nina and Jones. Let's go. I feel like it'd be more effective. Yeah. It definitely brings on the, oh. like, scare factor. You could point yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. I would like someone to write a story about I think, I'm, I think it might be my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is like I'm like sitting here. And I'm like I am actually dead serious. There's no sarcasm. I would ever bring a. I would bring a whip to a gunfight. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe don't bring a whip to a gunfight, but. <laughs> Anna's sitting there because you know you're you know you're right there in the fight with me because like you're my second if we were dueling right now like you are behind me and you're like I'll bring the gun to the gunfight so you can have your little work moment I'll be the real backup it's very logical of you I would never bring (laughs) I didn't even consider a gun because I thought about I thought about like the gun as a weapon of choice and then I was like I don't think I'd ever have the balls to pull the trigger I wouldn't. An arrow, an arrow on the other hand, I feel like I'd be like, this might hit its target, but it likely won't. I feel confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I Stop just. Letting it fly. And if it did hit, I'd just be like, that was an accident. Sorry. <laughs> whip, I would probably hurt everyone on my <laughs> own side. <laughs> I would like curl. The whip is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, would you rather have dinner with your favorite author or your favorite character? That's a good one. Uh, I think, I think I want to, I think I want it to be my favorite character, although I'm a bit lost on who my favorite character might be. I don't want it to be my favorite author. And the reason is that I have a fear that it would be, you know how people say like, don't Mm -hmm. meet your role models, like don't meet your idols. I have a feeling that meeting your favorite author would be similar. And I've had an experience like that where, like, I've met, um, like, a, an idol, like, a celebrity and been, like, so, like, oh, my God. And then I was, like, oh, Jesus Christ, this has ruined every illusion I've ever Ugh, had in my mind. Which is completely unfair, by the way. Completely unfair because they're a human being mm-hmm. that's allowed to just be a human being. But, um, yeah, so I don't She's think exactly I how we think she is. She's exactly, like, we love her. Same person. You, you've you've <laughs> even embellished the illusion we had put out about you. So good work. <laughs> 
okay thank you I appreciate that um but yeah like I I um had like this I went to I flew all the way to America to do uh to go to comic-con um and it was when like the twilight cast would go be at comic-con like every year yes and so like we booked it like way ahead of time literally took ourselves from Australia to um San Diego just for the chance that we might meet the Twilight cast and um I was 18 I think I was about 18 19 maybe and um so I couldn't even drink when I got there because the drinking age in the US is 21 very (laughs) just I was very disappointed to learn that when I got there um and um and then we uh, a few weeks before we left we learned that the Twilight cast was not coming to comic-con it was like the one year that they didn't so they did every other year it was like when for the release of eclipse I think so they did every other year except for that year for whatever reason and we don't know the reason why but they didn't come so we're like oh my god so we went there anyway and Kristen Stewart um was like I'm dropping in for a meet and greet and I think it must have been like a sorry we know lots of people bought tickets because you thought you assumed Twilight the Twilight cast was coming, but we're not. And, but Kristen Stewart was like, I'm doing this like little meet and greet thing. And it was announced like the day before. So I, we got to like see um, Kristen Stewart talk on stage for a little bit. And she did like, we didn't line up for it, but she did like an, like a signing thing, like a, an autograph thing. And the, the line was like a mile long, but I've never seen someone who didn't want to be there like anymore this year. Like she did not want to be there um yeah. yeah and it kind of ruined every single illusion that I'd ever had for her and yeah and I just remember sitting in the audience and like just this awkward tension over everyone that had come to see her and she was only there for about 10 minutes because they were very specific like she's come in like she's not supposed to be here but we want like she wanted to come she wanted to say hi like and I was like oh my god what a lovely person to do that and she's like she's only here for a minute and then she's going to drop back out again and she came and you could just see on the, she'd just been brought there under duress. Mm-hmm, like, of course. she was just like, oh, yes. and she's totally allowed to feel that way because perhaps yeah. she was, you know. Um, but like, you know, my 18 year old, 19 year old brain was like, why does she hate us? <laughs> yeah. So, and it kind of ruined it. And I was like, oh, it's true what they say. Don't meet, don't meet your idols, don't meet your role models. So I think I'd choose a character. I'm not sure what character I'd pick though. That, that would be hard because I I feel like I would do character too for that exact reason. I'm like, I don't need to spoil the illusion. I have them in my head. It's fine. Yeah. Like I, I have this feeling I'm like, does Sarah J. Moss have as extensively intense sex as she does in her books? Like I just like sometimes I look at her husband and her and I'm just like, I wonder. No. <laughs> no, no one does. <laughs> or, no, no, no. My guess no. is no. No one does. That's it. <laughs> That's why we read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we show it to our husbands and we're like, see here? Do you hear do you see the descriptions? <laughs> um, if you're my mom and you're listening to this, I don't read anything dirty. You're fine. Um anyway. <laughs> character wise, ooh, what would your character be, Anna? Oh, I no, it would be hard. Would you want to meet your own character? Like Dawson, like would you want to meet her? Because you spend oh, a lot. Yeah, of time. I think I like if I had to pick a character from my own book, though. I think it would. I think I'd want to meet Ezra. Mm. Oh. Sounds like so much fun. 
Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well. Um, so yeah, I think I'd want to meet him. And Dawson, I feel like would just look at me like this the whole time. I <laughs> know. She'd you know, be like, what are you doing? Gal <laughs> on her face, like, like why wow. are you dressed like you look you <laughs> Why did you bring me here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'd, she'd be like, I'm tired. Yeah, like, she'd just say that. And I'd just be like, <laughs> well, yeah. like through a lot. Uh where's yeah. some <laughs> yeah hate you um nothing. Ezra seems like a good time though yeah <laughs> I think I'd I agree want to hang with Ezra or maybe Salem love Salem mm. um yeah my own book's easy as for like what character I've read from other books so oh my gosh that there's so many that's so hard to answer just yeah. picking one maybe <laughs> Rowan maybe mm. I don't know maybe maybe Resand um that's a good one yeah god it's hard to pick it's so hard to pick i like that you chose men i wonder why i'm just kidding <laughs> it's because i want to redeem the bread girl okay i'm just on a mission <laughs> to redeem the bread you want to borrow my whip i'm sure that would impress them <laughs> oh hey the plan is like maybe bread girl would if I you like if, in your, as a weapon of choice would be a whip. Book, yeah. In your third book, there's just like a casual whip reference. I'll be like, that was me. I inspired that. <laughs> <It's gonna clearly laughs> the more we talk about whips, the more a story is just formulating in my mind. I'm like, this is a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even it was so spontaneous, but like I genuinely am like, I need to incorporate this into something I write in the future. You do. Like, the idea of whips is so funny, but like also so it can it can work. It can be hot. I'm telling you yeah. right now that it should happen. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Okay, favorite author. So like one of the best things that came into this podcast was I had the audacity when we like so Anne and I like started this as like it gives us an excuse like we're not gonna have a following blah, blah, blah. and obviously like it blew up and it was super fun but I just remember being like wouldn't it be crazy if we had like authors that like wrote like these books and we got to talk to them by the way bragging about that nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares I'll be like guess who we're interviewing and they're like who and I'm like oh my gosh we just talked to Karen McManus and they're like who's that yeah <laughs> the loves of my life yeah. have respect so i feel on. like a lot of the times we do get Damn to those regular people. people with their stupid regular lives that don't know these names how dare they yeah they're so rude i would have been thrilled for you thank you um favorite character definitely because i does that mean i get to go into the world i think i would rather instead of like would you rather have dinner i would rather be in whatever book world i wanted to be in mm. which i think is actually the second the next question good one if you were to pick one book to live in forever, what would it be? Like, what world do you love the most? I've thought about this before. And mm -hmm. my answer used to be, um, like, uh, like I had this fantasy of being a pirate. And so I wanted to pick a book that had lots of pirates and things in it. Um, so I was like, oh, Sky in the Deep. And, like, I was thinking of books that had, like, this pirate theme. Yeah. And um, and then I was like, no, as a matter of fact, I hate cleaning and being a pirate and seems to involve a lot of like cleaning the pirate ship. I don't want to do that. Um, so I'm like changing skirt. my answer to like, I, I would like, I think I want to be in like the Grishaverse. Like I want to. <gasps> okay. What would you want? Would you want to have yeah. powers? Would you want to be a Grisha? I want to be a Grisha, but I want to oh be gosh. a progressive Grisha. I don't want to be a suppressed. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love Grisha. Yeah, no, but like which 
type of Grisha would you want to be? Like, this is such, this is my favorite. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never oh. talk about the Grisha verse. Let's go. This is my Nana's I'm like- un- I'm undecided, but I do know that I don't want to be, I don't want to just be a lemming in the shadow and bone unit. I don't want to be just no one in the Grisha verse. Yeah, yeah, I want to be a Grisha. But I just don't know. I'm undecided on what type of, what, what type of Grisha, that would be a good question. What type of Grisha would you want to be? That is a good question. We'll think about it. We'll ponder and we'll come back. Yeah, let's ponder and come back. Okay, Anna, what about you? Um, uh, that mine are boring because I would one hundred percent pick Harry Potter. <laughs> Starting for Anna, Harry Potter. <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> Give me a wand. Yeah. Give me a wand. Give me some magic. Um, I All know day. this is true because I appreciate I- it. We yeah. were on a trip to Universal Studios to Harry Potter World, and Anna, like my husband, was like, yeah. "Let's go ride the roller coaster." And I was like, "No, we're not leaving." I was like, we're "I have to go to about four hours Hogwarts Express specifically in the Harry Potter." She's like, Ooh. "I'm like hours? enjoying stairs." Hours? Harry no, it was forty-eight hours. Like, <laughs> wake up and like we'd go, we'd be back at Harry Potter World. Finally, I had to be like, "Husband, go!" <laughs> so you <laughs> still have to like, like you will ride spells. the Raptor ride. I'll just stay here listening to the soundtrack. Eating my Cinnabon. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, not what original, but that's what I want. <laughs> Doesn't have yeah. to be original. You don't want to know mine, guys? Because this is probably yes. really embarrassing. Uh, put me in a freaking Jane Austen world. I knew it. I knew you were going to that. I read a historical romance book before bed almost every night because I just like the idea. Like, it's you know, what I mean? nothing crazy happens in them. And you can I just love fall historical fall romance. Yeah. Yes. With yes. Jess pretty. Love historical romance. I don't have to worry about yeah. like losing a limb. I just have to worry if my like You have to worry about like <laughs> polio though. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, in my mind if I'm not like wants a to marry you. Consumption. There's like a duke around somewhere. <laughs> Are you gonna be a rich person though? You don't want to be a peasant. Yeah. No, I don't okay. want to be a peasant. You need, yeah, you need to be some kind of a I would never be the help. I would be like, oh no, okay, I have great. to hostage. Uh, like how do I embrace yeah. this? Oh, uh, oh. oh no my my dad has this arranged marriage set out for me with this really hot duke who's totally a rake oh no yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a that's probably a very good choice thank you yeah okay i love historical romance i love that answer we have like two more questions for you and then we have to let you go because my babysitter is here for us to go on a date <laughs> oh cute okay. okay let's do that yes so um, you actually want to talk about it okay go ahead and I feel like we've actually even talked a bit about these. So we'll do, we'll just do like the fun, easy ones. Um, but you've probably been asked a million times. But so when you decided you want to commit to writing Ledge, I just want to know, was that story always with you? Was it something you've been thinking about? It had for been formulating time? for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had been formulating for a little bit. I'd sort of had it um, just sort of in the recesses, just waiting back there. It was more an image of, I knew that I wanted to write um, a survivalist story. So I knew I wanted the plot to mainly be about this person's just scrape for survival. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be in like this snowy landscape, like a really hostile, icy, snowy place. Cause I hate the cold. Um, but I also feel the other survivalist stories have been, um, done a lot of times before, you know, like the, um, person floating in the middle of the ocean and trying to find shore or the yeah. dude wandering around the desert. Um, so I sort of had that snowy like tundra landscape in my head and I'd pictured her um, I always pick a female protagonist so I picture her like trying to find like the end of this unending mountain you know Um, so I sort of had that 
um, very skeletal architect in in mind, like a, the very skeleton base of the story. And um, and then when uh, the social media stuff started blowing up, I sort of plucked that and was like, I I think I need to write this story now. Um, and I was actually in the middle of writing a different story, but I was pretty confident that it wouldn't sell because uh, it was it was fantasy, but it was set in Australia. It was um, it was completely different. It was not something that I've ever read before, and I was losing interest in it. And I kept thinking of this ledge story that didn't have a name yet. And TikTok and, and Instagram at the time were so obsessed with um, fantasy romance, which I was very pleased about because so was I. So I was like, great. Well, I've written lots of fantasy before, just ne haven't necessarily written much um, romance in terms of it being explicit. It's always been very PG um, romance that I've built in there. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to give it a go and see if I can write like maybe a little sex scene or two um, and see what that's like. And if I don't like it, then I can always take it out and make them fade to black, you know? Yeah. Um, but I wrote them and was like, no, this is fun. I quite like it. I think I should leave it in. Um, yeah. So the, and the story just kind of took shape after that. So I sort of already had the skeleton of the idea. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember a good one first started reading it and I was like wow this is a very unique setting you don't get this a lot like with the very cold tundra their life is very sad kind of in the beginning <laughs> yeah it gives you someone to root for like so quickly oh my and gosh I think that's yeah. like you want to see her saved like you want to see her out like um I think that's like one of the most important things is you want a character that you're instantly rooting for that you instantly like it grips you because you can feel it and I think one thing that's just such a universal experience is that like I'm cold and I need to like survive and it's just really cool <clears throat> yeah um, I, I thought so too yeah so the writing is so detailed and so poetic um I had no problem understanding from the start how like brutal and like cold the ledge was um I guess we just talked about how like did it come from any like folk tales or cultural backgrounds for like inspiration um and how was like kind of I know you said that you know you just had fun with those romance stuff but how what was it like developing that romance making it feel um, real? I think I've I've probably always been a bit of a more of a, a lyrical um writer and that's something that I used to really dislike in myself actually like I um used to write um I've always written that way and um some of the feedback that I used to get um from just like from other people who also write you know um used to be that it was too purple which if you're a literary person or you write that purple term means that your writing is just there to be poetic and it's not actually making any sense or it's not serving the plot and um being having your writing be called purple um is somewhat of an insult yeah. um at times and I so it was uh something that always stuck on my brain um as that as a fault um but I I have eventually like I can't get rid of it I can't get rid of um that part of my like at the risk of sounding super duper pretentious I can't get rid of that voice um of mine when I'm writing um I quite like to write uh lyrically I just learn to pare it back in the edits a little bit um mm -hmm. so that I can make sure that the plot's still flowing and I'm not waffling um so in I don't that's that's never I don't think that's ever going to change in my writing that's when I'm having the most fun 
when I'm drafting is when I'm writing that way. Um, so I can't get rid of it. Um, and I don't want to anymore. I've gotten over that point where I, I feel like super self-conscious about it. That's just the way that I write now. Um, and some readers are going to connect with it and some readers aren't. That's just the, the name of the game. Um, as for the the romance, I've always, like, I've, I don't think I've ever uh, picked up a book or written a book that didn't have romance yes. in it. I, I love yeah. romance. It's my favourite part of reading. Um, Bledge was just the first time that I'd written um, any kind of explicit romance. Um, but I love writing like super duper unrealistically close relationships. Um, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a oh, long time. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, I want to read about and I want to write about the relationships that like we will never find um, or see in real life, just like so unrealistically, so unlikely, first of all, having a relationship be so unlikely to occur and then making them um, meet in the middle and making that entire relationship like incredibly unbreakable is really, really fun. So I think I just try to find ways to show, like make that tangible in a story or represent that in some way. And um, it's still something that I like really have to work on. I think there's so many authors that do that so much better, but um, I just keep reading them. I just keep reading those other authors and reading about those relationships that like I, that really grip me as a reader and trying to dissect why it is that they're gripping me the way that they do and, and seeing if I can portray something similar in my own books. But it's so much fun to write about. Um, it's probably the biggest joy in writing um, is those two things, just being able to write like a purple asshole and just you know <laughs> be be the silly poet that I am and then uh, write about those relationships and um and yeah and I've just learned not to really care about yeah. the people that um don't like reading about those relationships or don't like reading that kind of writing because when you're an author um you kind of have to just learn that your books are not for everyone they're only for a certain subset of readers yeah, well, and I think that's powerful too, like, because it's it's really popular lately the past couple of years to write stories where it's considered weak to rely on like the romance aspect of it, or like the, you know, the partner turns away from the love interest because they're like, no, I need to be strong and do this. I love reading stories when they come together in the middle and have to rely on each other. So I agree. Yeah, I, I do too. And I don't, yeah, I do too. And I, um, I kind of, I, I weirdly like the codependency of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. We have no notes on that. We really loved it. And also I feel like I miss scenes where whenever like, oh, like I'm like, ugh, backstory, like give me this, give me the good stuff. Like, let's go. And so I just, I'm like, I'm like, you delivered, you delivered. Like we loved that. Thank you. But, yeah, I'm really glad that you listened to your heart and you stayed true. I think that the biggest things that keep a lot of people that I want to write back is honestly, everything's against you. You've got your life, you've got your insecurities, you got like that voice in your head that tells you, well, you're not writing this right or oh, you're, you know, like how you said too lyrical, but there are people out there that need your story and that have benefited from that story. And I'm so glad that you took the courage and you Thought back through everything in order to do that in order because now you can show people and people get to have your story and we're so glad that we have it and a good time thank you that's so lovely to say yeah it's definitely been a big learning curve but I, i've um that's been the most valuable lesson of all to learn that 
despite all the insecurity, despite um, all the ways that you doubt yourself, that you second get yourself when you you put your book out there and you have a readership um, there that loves it or um, that tells you that they appreciate the story that you put out there. It, it makes it sort of all incredibly um, humbling and it's very gratifying because it gives you permission to continue writing in the way that you do without being sorry for it. Um, so, yeah, it's incredibly gratifying and I'm, I am very grateful all the time. That's so awesome. Okay, the last thing. So, obviously, this is the first book in the series and you leave us on a pretty big cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so, can you just tell us what you have planned for this series, uh, like the future of it all? Um, I can tell you... I can tell you that um, in book two, um, Dawson's quest kind of continues, but it um, starts off right where we left off. So Dawson oh, is still okay. in that palace and without spoiling ledge as well, Dawson is still in that palace and she's, um, and she's still with the Queens when we, when we start off on book two. Um, I can also tell you that, um, Baltis is a huge player in okay, okay. book two. So her and Dawson kind of team up and become a bit of a formidable team. And that was really, really fun to write because I love Baltis's character so much. And I think um, her, her and Dawson just butt heads so much. So that was really, really fun to write, sort of forcing them to come together and work as a team when neither of them are really suitable for that match. Um, so that was really, really fun as well um lots of the same themes that we saw in ledge sort of carry over okay. um into chasm um dawson's still this um you know little tortured <laughs> um <laughs> quite broken um super super strong super fierce but quite a broken woman in the way that she's been um sort of raised and and all the things that she's had to overcome and it's really it's really funny watching her and all the social situations she finds herself in that she wouldn't normally have been in on a ledge and having to transverse or traverse them and um that was really fun to write as well so we are that's that's about as much as I can give you without um shooting yeah. myself in the foot <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so excited we cannot wait for it <laughs> I'm really excited too yeah so thank you for taking the time out of your day to come talk with us and make us die of laughter we'll never forget Bread girl. <laughs> he lives. I fully peed myself at least Bread once this conversation. Cried, peed. It was great. Lots of liquid. Excellent. Lovely. Yeah. That's always my mission. Yeah, thank you. Um <laughs> Evan, like, where can we find you? But I feel like you can just give us give it's us so your redundant. Uh, we usually ask authors, we're like, where can we find you on your socials? <laughs> I'm like, everyone knows them. Everyone knows you. Redundant. So I love saying it because it's like a, do, did you guys, do, do Americans, did Americans have MSN Messenger? Did you, you have an yes. MSN Messenger era? Yes. Okay. Oh, we did. Do you remember like the really cringeworthy like usernames you yes. used to give yourself? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's how I, that's how I feel about my username <laughs> now. Like when I made my TikTok account, I was like, I want this to be like MSN Messenger. Oh, I love So that. I turned it into, yeah. And so I, I made it Stace Book Space and was like, yes. Oh yeah, that feels right. That's <laughs> what I'm going with. We love it. No complaints. Stace Bookspace. So Stace Bookspace everywhere, basically. But if you type in Stacey McEwen, I have found that everything shows up. It's all out there now. Um, and my website as well is Stacey McEwen Books. 
Perfect. So you can find um you can find all my links and and all of my stuff there. But yeah, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and I'm on Twitter a little bit. Still trying to work it out. You're just um, me. But yeah, no, that, that's, that's okay. where you can find me. It means a lot that you came on. Thank you so much, and thanks oh! so much for having me on. We will be hyping up everything for you, and I'm just so proud of you, and I'm so excited for you. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's so much fun. We'll yeah. See you next bye. Week.